Are we we roll? Welcome to Take a Sip Podcast. I guess this is week two. I have a very special friend here tonight who I have all the love and gratitude and respect for, Dr. Elise Kramer. Hello. Doctor, how are you? I'm great now. I Did I insult you walking in? First of all, you look beautiful. Thank you. And I said, you look professional. And you said, I'm not going for a professional look tonight. Well, you know, <laughs> I live in Miami. I'm professional. This is Take a Sip Podcast. Yes! What, are you kidding me? <laughs> take a sip, baby. Yes. Take a sip of life. Right? Happy that you came here to spend time, and you're going to share your life with us tonight. Salute. Salute. Take a sip. There we go. Take a sip. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's good. What is that? You know, I don't know. But the guy was like, listen, I think it's from Sicily. Let's see where this one is from. God bless. Dorgali. Does that ring a bell? No. Not to me. Me neither. If it wasn't on the White Lotus, I don't know about Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, have you seen the White Lotus? No, I, I feel like I should have FOMO, though. I think you have to see it. You've been to Sicily, right? Yeah. No, that's like one of the one places I haven't been. Um, remarkable. Yeah. I had a three-week trip there a few years ago. Drove the whole country, and it was like lights out absolutely to die for. I mean, I've been wanting to check out Palermo for a long time. Oh, my God. It's so good. Now, the show, I think, takes place, yeah, Palermo or Terramina. Either one, Taramina. Oh my God, you're gonna die. I mean, die. I just, I know it's like to do. It's just, I feel like that's a whole trip in itself. I you went for I mean? three weeks. You yeah, can't. You yeah, can't, that's not something such I'm. Such a sp- big. Hundred percent. Italy is so small, but there's so much to see. Like, well, it's it. It packs a punch. Wild. Yeah. You could like land basically anywhere, anywhere and, and be like a different world wherever you go. <laughs> Seriously, like one town it's to the next. It's like it's absolutely fascinating. It's unbelievable. And you can go back to the same city and have such a different experience. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now you, it's so funny. We're we're such close friends. And I might know the answer to this, but you're raised and born in, is it Montreal? Yeah. Yes, that's you right. Got it. Yeah. I got it. I remember Montreal. now. I know yeah. the beautiful blue eyes. I got <laughs> it. For some reason, there's a lot of gorgeous brunettes with blue eyes. It's not very common. Are, but we're not, you know, my, my mom's from Morocco. Okay. And my dad is Oh my God, first of all, congratulations, Morocco. Oh my God. I mean, to get to the final four of the World Cup. Like, yes, great job. I got to show you my victory dance after. I'm I'm ready for it now. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I'll show the video. Fine, In the moment. I don't know. I think everybody would like to see the victory It's going to be hard to replicate. No, but honestly, I've never been like so proud of Morocco. Yeah. Um, But I'm half Moroccan. My dad's from here. He grew up in Miami. So. And his background is what? He's American. He was born in Jersey, grew up in Miami, okay. and went up to the Northeast. Amazing. Yeah. And how did your parents meet? Um, how did this get created? Tell it. Like, how did this get created? <laughs> they were set up. Um, my mom's cousin married one of my dad's like colleagues from medical school. Right. And they met um, at the wedding, but it was kind of a setup. They were put at the same table, and then, you know. And who's responsible for the setup? <laughs> I guess, like... 
their my, friends, cousins. My dad's friend, who was marrying my mom's cousin. I mean, like, can, oh. we, can we get lucky like that? Like, <laughs> what is the issue here? I, like, everybody's got a great love story. They're like, what's yours? I'm like, oh I'm still God. in South Beach, you know, <laughs> doing a fucking podcast. Aren't Holy we all? Shit. And, uh, aren't we all? I aren't mean, we all? Listen. Aren't we all? Unbelievable. <laughs> And then you're, so you're raised in Montreal yeah. and you left to go to college or you stayed there? No, and went to college? I studied over there and right. then I did my residency here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And your, your exact specialty, tell everybody what so it I'm is. So I'm an exactly. optometrist. Right. I specialize in ocular disease, like ocular surface disease specifically. Right. And contact lenses. Give us, for the lay person. Yeah. Some ocular diseases that we would know of that okay. you treat. Super common today. Yeah. Dry eye. Yes. Um, like so destructive though. I mean, very much so. If you have dry, like you can't live a normal life with oh, dry no. eyes. People suffer. Suffer. And then other things like um, allergic conjunctivitis, which is huge in South Florida. Is it really? Yeah. There's so many allergies. I mean, it's Miami is like a sewer. Like that's Ugh. just people... Come in with so much swelling. I mean, I'm from Jersey, so I can't really say much about. Can't really knock Miami on that one. You know, they call Jersey a sewer, but it's not. Jersey's great. We know Miami's great, but I, I know exactly. Where you're and you know, from. like rarer yeah. things, like irregular astigmatism, like right. stuff like that. Right. But... And you studied in Canada. You yeah, here? and University of Montreal oh, in wow. French. In French. In French. My university, all my classes were in French. Oh, boy. And then I had to... That's I, crazy. So I came here and I got a residency at Bascom Palmer, which right. is downtown. Mm -hmm. And then I had to learn all the abbreviations in English and everything in English, like how to do an eye exam in English. Stop it. So and your I, first language is French. Yeah, I speak French with my mom and okay. English with my dad. Wow. So I get to Bascom Palmer ready for the first day with all my English stuff. And then I realized that no one here speaks English at all. At Baskin Palmer? Every, all the Spanish. patients. Yeah. I couldn't communicate. <laughs> so all this work. <laughs> <laughs> so then I decided oh to learn Italian. Oh God. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, it's such an advantage because, and it really is impressive. I, I say this every time I meet you. And see you. I'm like, hey, I love you. You speak five languages. And you laugh at me. Because I, I literally have enough like problems with English, for Christ's sakes. And, you know, I speak my broken Italian, which is pretty good Brooklyn oh, Italian. It's better than you speak. No, posso parlare in italiano. Si, certo. Grazie, grazie. But it's amazing that, you know, you came here, so you spoke English and French. And that was what, 22, 23 years old? Yeah, and I learned Hebrew in high school. All right, so you had three. I had That's three. That's what I'm saying. You're an, you, you are a language machine. Yeah, it's I don't just, think I love it. Well, you're amazing at it, and it's like it's kind of in your bloodstream. I think it is. It's amazing that we can learn such amazing things reflexively when we're younger. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. It's so like now it's so much. I feel like it would be so much harder than five years ago. Imagine I know. five years. Well, listen, but it's never too late. Honestly. No, I, I, I had a, a beautiful Italian tutor five years ago. And, you know, it, but still, I would tell you, it wasn't like that reflex. Yeah. Like math for me growing up, it was like bing, 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 bing. Oh, bing, my bing. God. That's why it's so important. I know. If you want to do it, to do it early. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're, that's what I'm saying. You're so lucky. But I it is mean, never too late. I agree no, with that. It's never, never too late. late. Never if too late. If you want to learn a language, an instrument, anything like yes. that, it can be done. Yes. 
So you went from Hebrew, English, French, moved here and learned Spanish? No, I learned Italian first, which in retrospect... I well, how did that happen? Did you just I, wake up one day? You're I like, finished oh, you my know what? residency and residency killed me. Right. And I was like, now I have a little bit more time. And I was like, if I die tomorrow right. and I don't know how to speak Italian, that's a problem for me. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just so you were like 27 years old and you're like, well, I, of course yeah. you love Italian. She loves I was Italian. 23 and I was like, I oh need to learn Italian. Italian. Yes. And so I signed up at Società d'Anterigieri, which is in Coral Gables. Okay. And I did every Friday. I wasn't working on Fridays, and I would go for two hours and learn Italian. And you did that every week? I, got, I did that every week. And then I got invited to speak in Sardinia in front of it, about eyes. Oh, if you guys don't know, Sardinia is one oh, of the most beautiful places on God's Green Earth. Like, that's a jewel. That's a crown jewel. So you got invited to go speak. And then when you get invited to speak in front of people, like, you got to know your shit. Yes, and you do. It was, it, it's like learning on steroids. So I took, like, <sighs> intense classes. And then, you know, I came back pretty much, like, fluent. fluent. And then I was like, I should have probably learned Spanish. That probably was, the, like, smarter thing <laughs> like to do. You, like, we don't, I don't do that. Like, I wake up, I'm like, I think I'm just going to watch the Jet game today. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to learn 18 languages in the next 19 weeks. <laughs> like, it's just... It's craziness. It's so impressive. Yeah, it was you know? fun. It was fun. So what what made you get into this field? I know you love people and you want to help people. What attracted it to you? Was it, you know, the dynamics of it or what what about the eye? So I that's mean, a good question. Actually, my whole family is doctors, my dad, my yeah. uncle. So it was always like medical field, medical field. It was never right. like business law in my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be a physician. But what happened is when I was applying, my mom got a tumor behind her eye. And oh, she started wow. seeing double. It was a benign tumor. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, but she started seeing double all right. of a sudden. And so I would go with her to all of her like doctor's appointments. And she ended up getting radiotherapy and getting it like shrink pretty small. Right. Um, but it got me really into it. Absolutely. And then I interviewed, I got in and I've like completely fell in love with it. Oh, honestly. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, not that you're, you no, know, mom. But, yeah. But it's you know, what an amazing path yeah. that something like that would happen to your mom. Honestly, and yes. uh, that became your calling in life. Honestly. Yeah. It would just happen like that. And wow. I find like so many things in life just right. happen. And like, there's no, it, it, you just, fall in the right place yes like, you know, yes the right i agree time. yeah you know what i mean yeah so, absolutely yeah what was life life like for you growing up as a teenager could you imagine dr elise kramer oh my God. as a teenager <laughs> now you uh, you have siblings so i have two brothers okay my older brother is a year and a half older than me so okay. we partied really hard like I mean, what's wrong with that honestly like- <laughs> i want to take a sip to that we, anytime you say the word party on the podcast let's take a sip <laughs> Take a sip, baby. Just keep the microphone a little further away from your mouth. Mm-hmm. So. Good. <laughs> She's a professional. She spoke in Italian in front of the whole Sardinian consulate. I don't even think she's, she's good. I don't even think she's an eye doctor. I think she just got off of work. And, uh, <laughs> you know? I mean, you could pass so, for like Spanish for yeah. sure. Maybe if I get sick of, oh yeah, yeah. Latin for Yes, sure. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so um, yeah, the legal drinking age in Canada, as Is everyone 18. knows, everyone here knows that because they take 18. road trips to right. Montreal and Windsor and all that. Right, 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 right to drink um so we started going out when we were 16 
Do you know what I mean? Right. It's always two or three years or old, yeah, earlier. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we went out like in the summer almost every day. In the winter, it's so cold in Montreal. Yeah. yeah. But in the summer, it was like Monday this, Tuesday that. Like every day, there was like a program. And I'm we so disappointed. I've never been to Canada. <laughs> I've never you need been. To, I can't I, believe you've never been. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a road trip to Montreal. Oh, absolutely. It's not a road trip. Maybe not fly. a road trip. Maybe yeah, a road trip from crazy. New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> even. Straight direct Miami to Montreal. Let's go. Okay. So, all right. So you were you were a party, but I, I feel like you were studious. Yeah, in I, high I never school. Let like it you affect. had good balance. Yeah, I felt right? like there was a point where my grades were kind of suffering, and I was like, no, like get your shit together. And then I yeah. I became more nerdy. So but, you're, yeah. I feel like, and this is this uh, resonates with very self motivated. Yeah. Like you yeah. are very, um, you have very good what I would call internal combustion. You're Never able heard to, that. yeah. You 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 can internally combust on your own. You could put two sticks together and create a fire within your own body. I think that's very impressive. I mean, I was born like I started playing piano when I was four, and so <laughs> I don't laugh at me. But I'm I, just saying, you grew up in a great house. Like when I was four years old, my dad like here's a bat, go hit someone in the middle of the street. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did in Brooklyn and New Jersey. Like that was it, you know. <laughs> so I've always been like this such a competitive person right and so I just like I don't know I've always tried to succeed in whatever I do it's always been like some self-motivation or internal combustion as you right say. no I, but, I I love that it's like and and it never dies no you know like I hope to be this way like our whole lives. But you know, later in life, I feel like it becomes more of a competition with myself rather okay. than others. And I feel like that's like the healthier way. Absolutely. Of doing it. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's so amazing that you would say that because I think a lot of society today has fallen into this trap of competing with other people. Of competing and comparing right. and imitation. And it's just, yeah, it's toxic almost. Very, that's a perfect word. So I had to like shift my mindset, which is something I still work on because I was conditioned to be so competitive. Right. But um, I feel like I'm in the right direction. You so. are definitely in the right direction. <laughs> Come on, please. By next week, it's going to be, I speak 11 languages. <laughs> She's like, I hope I'm on the right track. I think you're doing just fine in life. I mean, people are going to watch this podcast and be like, she thinks she's on the right track? What fucking track does she think she's on? I'm on the wrong fucking track. <laughs> so as, as life has gone on, you know, for you and you're doing all these just incredible things and, you know, loving people, taking care of them, loving yourself, what are some of the things that really help you stay motivated? That's such a good question because at one point, even this year, I felt like, oh, just so excited to get out of the office. Right. And now it's kind of like I have this new motivation that mm. I found. And I feel like I just realized that I'm so lucky to have what I have, that patients come to see me and not someone else. Right. And that is just like something to be grateful for. And I just kind of realized that. And I, it helped me motivate myself to care more and listen more and I feel like people just want to talk and be heard right and that's like the a big part of any type of care not just eye care right but just actually listening to what they have to say and seeing what I can do to make a change in their life because that's ultimately why they chose me and so that's like kind of my goal with each patient I'm so glad that we're recording this because whatever you said I'm gonna memorize that <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm just sitting here, like holy shit. I mean, don't it's the get best me explanation wrong. I've ever heard about what motivates you in life. <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's still like ups and downs, good days and bad days. Of days course. where I'd rather like be in bed and watch Netflix. A hundred percent. But you know, I feel like just have to remember like that I'm there for a reason, and I I need to be grateful for it because some people don't have work, and some people never got into medical school, and some people never were able to. And I just feel like it's something that I need to be fortunate about and there's always something to complain about so it's it's looking at the positive aspect of it even on the hard days i i really don't have much more to add to that i want to <laughs> highlight though you saying amazing things that be thankful for what you have yeah a lot of people you know they walk around this earth thinking about what they don't have oh my god it's so easy it's, to complain it's crazy and I'm, I'm around people, and it's not even just a financial thing. It's, it's an emotional thing or a physical thing or a communication thing. You know, be thankful for what you do have. Yes, always work on your weaknesses, but always be grateful for the strengths that you have. I know. I know. I agree. We're going to take a sip to that. God bless you, Doc. You're the best. I love you. Ooh. Mm. God, I'm so happy to be here with you. Really sharing life with you. I mean, we know each other, I don't know, three, four years now. And, you know, we we had that, you know, compatibility. Yeah, we're like, hey, you're a new buddy. I love you. I love you. Same, 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 you know. And what people don't know and what I'd, I'd love to ask you about, this is a extremely talented and multifaceted woman. Um, I mean, you really are today's woman. You are dominant, very dedicated. Um, in addition to being an incredible doctor and speaking five languages, you're also a singer. Yes. It's inc- like a real <laughs> singer. Not like, hey, this is not singing in the mirror type shit, guys. All right? So like, you know, so how did, like, how did singing, how did you get into that part of your life? So I, like I said, I was playing piano since right. I was four. Right. And then I did it very competitively. Right. I was doing, you know, I was ranked and I was doing all these competitions. This ranking in piano? That's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Like, that's so cool. That's so cool. But at one point, I was 14 and okay. none of my friends were doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, after school. School, I had to go home and play. There was always a competition and it was so stressful and I have a little bit of performance anxiety and it was just so much energy. So I, I just lost motivation for it and I said, let me try singing. And I started taking singing lessons and I loved it. Of course, the style was different. I play classical piano. Sure. And the vocal stuff, it's all popular because that's what I vibe with most. Yes. And then after <clears throat> I kind of went back and did both. Not that I do both together because right. there's such different genres of music. Right. But I play piano now and I also sing. And then I was... That's so beautiful. It was so weird because someone asked me to play... People ask me to play often when there's like a piano there. Yeah. And I was playing at a July 4th party. As a young... As a teenager. No, like a couple years ago. Oh, okay. these two producers were there. Oh and God. just asked me to come to the studio. And then of we started recording together. And then, I mean, I never have the intention of being... Taking this to like a monumental fame type of level because I find that in well the you're already I- famous in my eyes so <laughs> if the rest of the world sees it which I hope they do 
because they'll be more motivated to make a change and a difference in other people's lives as well as their own. Yeah, I think one thing as performers, and you perform as well, it's yeah. so nice to be able to share it with people. Like, it Absolutely. doesn't have to be a grandiose stage right. with like five Exactly. People. But exactly. just having people appreciate it is just really meaningful. And so I w I've recorded stuff. I've sang like the national anthem this year, actually, at the FIU game. And That's little things unbelievable. Like that. Yeah. That Did was... you get, because I know when I, I go to perform comedy, and I'm doing comedy 15 years, I still get a pit in my stomach. Oh my God, absolutely. Like, like you, I'm walking on stage, I'm like, dude, why? I just want to go home right oh, now. Oh, I never don't get nervous. Oh, but you know what? It doesn't go away. Ever. Ever, but uh, you I know. feel like it keeps you on your toes at the same time. I think that's the fuel for our fire. Absolutely. And then I don't know about you, but I'm sure you you go through the same roller coaster I do. I would say about six seconds in, after grabbing the mic, yes. you're like, oh, this is the greatest day. When you start day. getting the feedback, <laughs> oh you know? my god, yeah. it's just so amazing. And then you just feel so alive. Yeah. So how many people did you sing in front of? So this was a stadium, which oh was God. really challenging because of the echo. Yeah, the acoustics. Um, Were there good acoustics? Like, how did, how did you think you said? Could you hear yourself when you're singing? Yeah, that's the problem, though. Right. Because you hear it, and you kind of have to block it out and sing. Oh, my um, God. So it, it went really well. Amazing. Um, I mean, of course it did. Stadium. I'm not like, really? And then earlier this year, I released kind of an EP, which is a, a smaller version of an album. Really? Yeah. And Do I you want to like... sing a little acapella <laughs> right now? I would love to. Go for it. All right. Um, <laughs> let me see. I lost my voice last week, as you know. Yes, so you it did. Might be a little rusty. So yes, I'm sure you know your voice. Besame, besame mucho, como si quiera esta noche la última vez. Besame, besame mucho, que tengo miedo a perderte, perderte después. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you standing over there? <laughs> Holy shit! You are ridiculous! Oh my god. I don't know if I want to cry or cheer or give you a hug. You're unbelievable. Are you still taking voice lessons now? So it's on and off. Right. Um, if I have a gig that I'm doing, then I'll go a little bit more kind right. of intense on sure. the vocals. Right, right. Just to practice breathing, you know, exercises, warm-ups. Right. Um, but if I'm taking a break, then I like to take a break and just practice by myself. Wow. When is the last time? I like to switch gears. We're on <laughs> such a high right now. When is the last time you had real failure in your life, and how did you handle that? Failure. Like what type of failure? See what I'm saying? She's like, I don't no, fail. <laughs> no, no, of course we do. I don't know. Like, maybe it was a failed relationship, or... Um, She's not paying for a therapy session. No. Why not? No. <laughs> what I'm saying is, here's, here's why I'm asking you this question. You are one of the most successful people in the world, and you don't get there by having all positive experiences. There are a lot of bumps and bruises in the road. And people, when they encounter a lot of these obstacles, they quit. And you didn't. I know you had obstacles in your life. So maybe I'll rephrase that and say, when is the last time you had a serious obstacle in your life and how did you overcome it? 
Well, five years ago, I got divorced and that okay. was... Okay, okay. Yeah. How long were you married for? I was married for seven years. I got married when I was 21, which God bless you. was a huge mistake. I don't right. believe in mistakes. I right. believe in things that we learn from. Right. And I don't believe in failure either. Right. In the sense that I do believe that everything happens for us for to grow. For a reason. Yeah, for sure. Like when you, the best analogy I can come up with is when you go to the gym and you feel like you can't go anymore and it's fa you're failing. Right. It's actually, that's where you build muscle. That's where you see change. Right. 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 And so when you go through an obstacle like that, or when you go through a hard time, um, that's where you grow from. And I, I, I'm a different person now. I'm a better person. Now. Absolutely. Um, but it was challenging. It right. was challenging because we have a son. It was challenging because there's a lot of emotions there. Right. It was challenging because I don't have family here and I had to kind of go off on my own, but it was the right thing to do. And sometimes the right thing is most difficult thing. Right. And whereas the wrong thing sometimes is the easier way wrong as in something that doesn't lead to better life you know it's amazing all of the things that you've accomplished in life and the most important role in your life is mom yeah how is motherhood <laughs> i mean you're a, like people are gonna watch this and be like and she's a mom too <laughs> like she had you look amazing they're like and she had a baby this is ridiculous <laughs> Honestly, it's such a an amazing thing, and if to your son, thank you to your son, and to it's overcoming amazing. obstacles in life. Take a sip. Um, it's it's a wonderful. That is good. That's damn good. It really. Is. I think twenty five dollar bottle of wine from Italy. Like, are oh you kidding God. me? The Italians you just we do it right. We do it right. In Italy, it would be nine euros. I know. That's yeah. like. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. Wait till you go to Sicily. It is like, you're going to have a feast. It's going to be the greatest thing you ever put in your mouth. And you're like 30 bucks. Why? I don't just yeah, did it. It's like, wild. Yeah. And, and like, that would be 100. Yeah. 100 would be like 7,000 across the street here in South Beach. Please. Anyway, how's motherhood? <laughs> Listen, motherhood, motherhood oh, is amazing. Shit. I think having kids to those who can um, do it. And is, you were a young mom. So yes. you had your son at 25? No, 27. 27. I waited a bit because I wasn't ready. I had to finish Waited school. a bit, 27. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. 27. I, must, I, I felt old. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Really? In Montreal, yeah, it's okay. so weird. Okay. But now I feel super young. And yes. I'm 34. Yes. So. Yes. Um, you are really like superwoman. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, like, no, I know. Can you if, you, if you ever wanted to pan up to that, we got the Hulk up there. <laughs> we got X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Thanos is up there. Anyway. But yeah, motherhood is, is honestly an amazing thing. I think one piece of advice I can give mothers is to always think about yourself first before your child. And the best analogy is like, you know, on the plane, everyone uses this, but the oxygen mask comes down. You're supposed to put it on yourself before your child. It's the same thing. You can't take care of people if you can't take care of yourself first. Same thing with patients. Absolutely. So if I'm yeah, not good, imagine, yeah, of course. if I don't feel fit and healthy and I didn't, you know, sleep or whatever is going on, right, right. Um, I can't properly take care of someone. And I think that's essential for motherhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that is 
So well said. What are the things that you're doing? When you look at your pie of life and you wake up in the morning and you see Dr. Elise Kramer in the mirror, <laughs> what are the things that you do to take care of yourself so that when you do go to take care of your son, when you do go to take care of your patients, you're whole? What, what does that look like for us? So I like doing a little bit of mindfulness in the morning. Yeah. So I'll get up a little bit earlier than he does. Yeah. And I'll, what time does he get up? So he gets up when he's with me. Yeah. Um, he gets up at seven, and I get up at six thirty. So that's, all right, six thirties. Is thirty minutes enough? I feel like you need like eighteen <laughs> hours to prepare. Like this fucking kid is waking up now. Holy shit! Let me get ready for this. But you know what I mean. So I do read like a few things that get me boosted for the day. And then I Reading will, books or just inspirational quotes? Yeah, I like to pray in the morning. Um, I like to read inspirational quotes. Nice. And then I'll shower, do my skin routine because that's important for me. Nice. Makeup, get dressed, right. usually scrubs <laughs> unless right. I'm working out. I mean, you don't really wear a lot of makeup. I've seen you yeah, with no. zero makeup. Like, you're flawless. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's a reflection. Your skin is a reflection of... How well you're taking care of yourself. So I do yeah. like to take care of my skin and then I'll wake him up, get him ready, go. And then usually I work out before I go to the office. What kind of I workouts are you doing now? I know when we, we, well, I don't know. We went to the beach a few weeks ago and she's like, she had a cheeseburger and then she's like, I'm going to go play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who goes to the beach as a cheeseburger and is like, I'm going to go play three sets versus Serena. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you Tennis know? is like my favorite sport. I can imagine you're so good at it too. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, you're so much to fun. To watch, but yeah. also really to play. Cheers. Cheers. I can never take a sip without saying cheers to you. Salute. Salute. Mm. You having fun? Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Isn't she the best? She's the fucking best. <laughs> Trust me, so is everybody else. No, yeah. no, no, but, I'm, but it's like, Okay. I have this Go thing. sit on the couch. I, I can't because I gotta be. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. I have this thing where, like, you know, we're so living here, and this sounds very shallow, but you're so used to, like, the Miami girl, right? And to sit here and hear you talk about, you speak all these languages. Agreed. I know it's crazy. Degree. I know. You're tops in your field. You sing. You're However, like, I think like, like, I'm we for have. I was really bored. About I think Miami gets a bad rap. We are an extremely diverse, eclectic, very intelligent city, mm -hmm. and I think we're the same as every place else. You know, there's all different kinds for all different types. You know, so the, you know. the silver lining. The silver lining. It's a little so, bit of everything. Here. So it's Pilates. Pilates. That's a lot of core. That's core. Honestly, that has been life changing. Does that help with your singing at all? I'm just curious. Does I, it that, does. Uh, Actually, it's gotta that's be. A great question. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's core. Yeah. Honestly, I've never felt better about myself right. until I was doing Pilates. me mucha <laughs> doesn't. We're not. Uh, we don't sound the same, but that's okay. So Pilates is big for you. Pilates is my go-to, and then Got it. tennis. I like to horseback ride also. Oh wow. Um. But Do you those, have any animals at home? No, not like, yet. Yeah, me neither. Me but neither. No. I can't. I just got Ronnie G coming over. Honestly, That's like my Saint like, Bernard that I, comes through. If I was working remotely, right. I probably would because yeah. I feel like it's great to have someone there. Yes. And like taking care of an animal. But I feel bad getting a dog and almost selfish. The dog is what I would want um, if I can't go and walk it during the day or like be there. Do you know what I mean? Well, so. listen, when you're a professional and you know you, you have all that time to dedicate to other people... It's yeah, hard, yeah. There are some sacrifices. I feel the same way. And I don't want to bring a 
pet to the office. No, you can't. That's yeah, so. Weird. I mean, yeah. it's. I get I know it. Some but people no. do that, and I'm not judging. But I'm just, it's like, hey, it's we're taking care weird. of people here. You yeah, know, let's like keep the dog at home. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's not a. Exactly. We're not a veterinarian office here. No, you know, exactly. We got, yeah, that would yeah, be a bit different. You know? yeah. Have you had any real challenging cases lately with some patients, or have you had an amazing breakthrough breakthrough with a patient where you were yes. like, oh my god, like. This is just amazing. What an amazing feeling that is. So this year, there's this patient. He works at Publix, and he bags groceries there. And he's had this issue, this deformation of the cornea, which is the first layer of the eye. It's called keratoconus. And Keratoconus. Yes. Okay. And that's one of my specialties. It's keratoconus. Yeah. So we explain that really in women's terms. So basically, the front surface of the eye before the colored part there's like a clear layer called the cornea right and sometimes people are born with a gene that causes a deformation of that layer Got so it. even with glasses or regular contact lenses right. they can't see well and it doesn't matter what the number is it doesn't help them because it's so irregular Right. So what I do is I fit these custom-made contact lenses that are rigid, so they go over the irregular surface and they create like a smooth surface. Right, right. And this video is actually on my Instagram, so I'll share it with you. But you can see his reaction when I put the lens on, and he was able to see ah. like his skin. Like first time in his life? Like for the first time in 20 years. Oh my God. And his reaction is just priceless. Oh. And it's just moments like that. Yeah, great job. That just motivate me so much and my staff. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. Yeah. To have somebody come in with a deformity pretty much. In someone's life, mm -hmm. you know? Permanently. Yeah. Like, oh, you're amazing. God bless you. Vision, it's like, I think it's probably the most important sense that we have. Yeah. I mean, and obviously I'm biased. Right. No, I mean, I mean, our heart has to go out to people who can't see. I mean, think about waking up in the morning, you know, and of course there's people that don't have the vision that are so talented and making a difference in the world. But wow, it is a, a hard disability to overcome. What do you think is more important, uh, hearing or vision? Vision. Vision. Vision, because... If you can't see, like you, it's like you're, you don't experience life the same way. Obviously, you could say that about hearing as well, but I just think vision, like being able to move, you know, because you need vision to walk, you need vision to touch, you need vision to, I don't know. So I just feel like it's such a basic sense. Yeah, so yeah. And it's not to take anything away from people who can't hear. Of course. You know, I mean, that is also, I mean, I know, exactly. Yeah, I, had to pick one I would say vision. But we have two eyes, so it's like, you know, if something goes wrong with one and not the other, right. which we see a lot. Right, that, right. Yeah. Remarkable. What questions do you have for me? You want to ask me any questions? What's up? Really? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I know you're going to chop that up. I mean, whatever. I mean, just let me know. I can go on forever. I know. I have a few, actually, I have a few more questions. How is, you're such a beautiful woman, how's your dating life? Honestly, it's fun. Um, there you go. There it, I love that. It's fun. Dating should be fun. so much fun because you meet people, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. Sometimes it works for a bit. We start talking about dating, I'm like, let's fill up the glass. We got a lot, we got a lot more to go there. Don't take it too seriously, and obviously... 
that's easy to say from someone who's already checked off the marriage and kid off their list. So I can't speak for people who are my age yeah. and like still haven't achieved that. Your age now is 33. I'm 34. 34. Yes, you're welcome. And I just feel like, you know, people who haven't achieved that yet maybe have a little bit more pressure or stress. Right. And I feel like because I don't have that, it's just fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like you take off the pressure. It's just like whatever happens, happens. I think people, we all should have faith in the path. You know, faith is the key word. The, the, the harder you hold on to something, the less attainable it's going to be. And I... Spanish, they say, cuando no buscas nada, todo llega, which means if you don't look for anything, everything comes to you. So when you just focus on yourself and you you just become like the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So well said. And what characteristics in a man do you do you desire? What are the some core characteristics when you say, hey, if I'm going to date this man and really get involved with this man? What is it that you're looking for? And you can say nice ass. That is okay too. Yeah. I like that. Damn it! I like it. and I don't like it. What do you mean? You're like height. Jesus Christ! I'm only five seven. Damn it! Is it really? I know. We look good next to each other. You're what five four? Five four, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I'm five seven, five six and three quarters. Anyway, but I think so spiritually, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't like people who are too like wanting to know what I'm doing all the time because I have so much going on and it's right. a lot for me right. to feel like trapped. Yeah. And I feel like that was a, a big part of why things didn't work out for me before just because I felt a little bit kind of like tied up. You know what I mean? I think the core thread of what we all should be looking for in a partner is some independence and emotional stability. You know, we all can waver back and forth. We have our bad days, blah, blah, blah. You get used to your partner. You understand one another. But wow, emotional stability. When you're someone where you don't know what side of the bed they're waking up to, on to in the morning, that is a tremendous challenge, you know? I'm sure I've done that to some of the women that I've dated. I mean, but also, you know, True. People can bring out bad qualities in you just because they, I don't know, press the wrong buttons. Right. I agree. So I agree. It depends who you're with. Yeah. So if it's the right combination of things, and you make each other kind of the best version of each other. Right. You push each other to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you got, got divorced, divorced seven years ago. Five. Five. Yeah. Have you been in love since then or not yet? Oh. All right. I know. And we all we are looking for amore. Amore. Um, that's amore. <laughs> Oh, to ride like a big pizza pie, that's amore. But I feel like you are definitely, take a sip. Really is good. I feel like you are, I don't feel, you are a hopeless romantic. You are a romantic. Yeah, I feel like everyone is. I just feel like there's some things that are romantic that we don't think are romantic. For example, like, Two people just showing up for each other or constantly like 
like being there for each other to me that's romantic right it doesn't have to be like the fancy candles like right right private clothes. by the way thanks for the bottle of champagne tonight shot me a bottle of champagne i'm so like thank you so much god bless you you're the best um but yeah i think that there's a lot of romance romance in little things yes even the way you say romance <laughs> It's like so beautiful. I, I think I'm gonna go for like accent lessons. Like I think I, I think I need to do that. It's like I, I wake up in the morning, I hear myself talk, I'm like, oh god, dude, again. We're going through this again, another day. You know, it's like day fifteen thousand. It's enough of this. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm a romantic. I think we're all, you know, we all want that love, that affection. And I agree with you, the most loving romantic moments. Are the are the simplest ones, but it's great to be over the top once in a while and right and just get like you know yeah just go all that you know you like you bet your ass it is, <laughs> but that's part of the fun of it you know. Hundred percent, everything in moderation, you know, and it, it that goes for you know both partners, you know, and in, in whatever capacity, you know, you know. <laughs> My dating life is amazing. I feel the same way you do, you know? Um, it's always fun. And I think, again, when you're really holding on to shit really tight, then, like, it's not fun. Like, definitely hopeless romantic. I've fallen in love at the first sight every damn day. Why not? Like, what else is life about? You know, look, yes, there is the physical, but there is the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the communication, I mean, I've been in situations where I've met a woman and not that I didn't think she was beautiful or women are gorgeous, depending on, you know, whatever the chemistry is. Um, but my, one of my first real loves, Puerto Rican woman who I met in college, I met her my very first day of college. I was 18 years old. We were the close. I never thought about hooking up with this woman or, or dating her or anything. She had a boyfriend the whole way through college. And then our last semester, I had a party. It was around Valentine's Day. I was drunk. And out of nowhere, I just said, hey, look, I think you should break up with your boyfriend. Let's go out. I just really started to feel this deep affection for her. Like even, yeah, of course I was turned on and all those things, but I, I wanted to be with her. I desired. She made me a better person. There's no two ways about that. And that's the thing about relationships. It's all about the emotional connection. Definitely. Yes. Correct. It's, it's like, like one, one of those tricky, tricky things, things where, you know, if you have it, it's no big deal. If you don't have it, it's kind of a deal breaker. So, but it can't be the entire pie, you know, like that wears off. Yeah, it just wears off, you know? So. all the downs to have the ups. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know best. Give me that. And it's just, it's full of ups and downs. That's what a fun life is. That's what a, a complete life is. I agree. It's not just stability and everything. Right. It's, it's a little instability. It is a little up and down. How can we make this work? Hmm. So, guys, if you're out there, Dr. Elise Kramer is available. Maybe. 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 <laughs> we'll take a sip to that one. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> I love it.
I don't know. I think this was, this is amazing. I'm so grateful that you came here to share your life with us. What makes you tick? Who you are as a person? How you affect society? How hard you work on yourself effort, effortlessly? You're not straining in any way. You're not stressed. You know, you're not overwhelmed by life. And your plate, more than anyone else that I know, is completely full. And you're juggling so many things. Again, you're a doctor. You're a mom. You, you have fitness. You're a singer. You speak five languages. That's my favorite one. Speaking five languages. Ronnie G's like, ah, please, let's end this. I'm so miserable right now. I think, uh, I know you are um, one of the most impressive human beings I've ever met. And to be able to share life with you, have a deep, really deep rooted friendship and connection with you, uh, I'm forever grateful for that. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah. more honored for your friendship. I love you. Thank you. Guys, take a sip. I, I couldn't be happier right now. Life is amazing. God bless you. Besame mucho. Well, this was an, an amazing experience sharing life with my friend, Dr. Elise Kramer. Uh, we've been close, friendly, and intimate, you know, over the you know last two, three, four years. Um, I feel like we're closer now after having this like amazing powwow. It's I think the beauty of this is really sitting and looking at, you know, looking at someone in the eye, how funny I would say that, and really getting to, to connect with her and knowing what makes her tick as a human being. And I'm, I'm so proud to be your close friend, and I'll always be here for you, and I know you're always going to be there for me. God bless you. God bless you.